Welcome to the Stronger Than Your Boyfriend podcast, a podcast for anyone into fitness, but especially those who just love fitness classes and a different workout every time. This one is going to be for you. So listen up so you can understand why and how your progress plateaus with too much variety and where to go next. We are Katie and Heather, owners of Barpath Fitness, and we're here to help you sift through the bullshit and toxic misinformation in the fitness industry. Today, we're talking about changing your workouts and why too much variety in your training can seriously hurt your progress. Yeah, so I know you and me both, we've had clients before or just, you know, we hear people talking about this in general. They're like, oh my God, I just love that the workouts are different every time. And that could be either with their trainer or, you know, a program that they bought or that they're following or group fitness classes, which we will definitely touch on. Um, but here's the thing. You need to get over the fact that you're going to see the same exercises. And what I mean by that is that y- you have to perfect or at least try to perfect the basic human movement pattern. So you need to stop thinking of workouts as, ooh, I want to like, just like feel this and I want to feel that and I want to feel this pump and I want to feel the burn and all this. Like there are fundamental human movement patterns that we need to be training. So like your squats, your deadlifts, like you're picking something up off the floor, presses, rows, like, and we'll get into how to structure your program, but If you're bored, you honestly just need to get over it because these are the exercises that are going to work. And yes, there are plenty of different variations for each for for these different exercises. Right. Um, But most of your training is going to look similar. So and there's definitely a, a happy medium here. So you want to keep the same workouts for a specific length of time, but you don't want to keep them forever, right? So you have to just get over the fact that you're going to be changing your workouts. Maybe your phase of training or your mesocycle, right, of the same workouts, maybe that's uh, four weeks long. That's generally what I do with my clients. Um, basically don't want to switch it up too often, but you want to progress after three to six weeks. And we're definitely going to get into how to do this. But if you're one of those people who are just bored because you see the same workouts from week to week, well, if you have a good coach, they're doing that for a reason. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. And I mean, when you think about fitness classes or anything like that, we think about um, entertainment and we think about community and things like that. Um, so we often get clients coming to us who have done things like that in the past, um, who, you know, they want, they're having a, a plateau, but they really liked that, that difference every time or that new challenge or that different thing. And they love feeling tired and sore, um, but that's not advantageous. And you can't progressively overload unless you're tracking weights, tempo, or other forms of intensity for the same movement each week, right? So I grabbed 12s this week instead of 10s in my fitness class. I'm progressing. No, that is not the same thing because I seriously doubt you're doing the same thing in class that you did last week and the week before because that's not what group fitness is about, right? People will get bored. But if you're doing you know, the tempo of the movement, the execution of the movement, all the same every week and you're progressing, that's where you're getting into progressive overload, right? So like... I wanted to touch on how, like, you said it's not supposed to be entertaining. Like, (laughs) resistance training is not supposed to be entertaining, you guys. It's supposed to be fucking hard. And you're supposed to just kind of, I mean, you don't want to hate your life. Like, I will say, if you are just, like, dreading going to the gym, going to work with your trainer, doing these workouts, like, yes, you and your coach or trainer, you need to have a conversation. Like, let's figure out how we can get you consistent and, and, you know, like, have you some sort of a better mentality doing these workouts, but 
you have to shift your mindset like this shit is not entertaining this is to make you healthy so that you can live a long time right so sorry to interrupt but i wanted to like piggyback off of that like it's not supposed to be like yeah i grew fitness like oh my god like it's so (laughs) fun Eh." like that's not how a good workout is (laughs) yeah and if you're feeling triggered right now stay with me because i get it i was there i have taught every type of group fitness class, seriously, every type for over 15 years. And I'm going to help you get through this with our explanation. Okay. So just stay with us. We got you. All right. So we're going to break down um, from uh, different styles of training from beginners, intermediate and advanced and kind of how things work. So first we want to highlight the strength adaptation curve and diminishing returns, right? So at some point in your training, um, like, like we said in the beginning, like variety is, is not great. You want to hold something down for, you know, three to six weeks before changing things up. But at some point in your training, the same input over and over again produces less output, right? So we have to progress to see results. And ad- initially there are so many things happening when we start a new program. And especially if you're a beginner, a lot of the things that are happening are actually neuromuscular and like motor neuropathways are being built. So you're actually like learning a new skill and learning a new movement. And that's why you see what's called beginner gains, right? So people like get really strong, really fast in the beginning of a new structured program because they're having all these mind, muscle, brain, neuropathway connections. And that's where a lot of the strength is coming from. Um, so we want to highlight that changing your workout frequently doesn't lead to the adaptation we need. Uh, muscle confusion doesn't work. It's not a thing. (laughs) And adaptation happens when progressive overload is applied. All right. So we're going to start with beginners. So at first, almost anything will work. Honestly, like if you are a sedentary individual and you go into doing physical activity and there's some sort of load and you're getting, you know, some resistance training there, you're going to see some progress with an online cookie cutter program a group fitness class, whatever, right? But then as you grow, you have to be more specific. And as you get stronger and more experienced, um, it's even more important to get individualized with your program. Yeah, so I want to break down like how to actually structure a beginner program, right? And and I will say that this could work for any level, but especially the beginners, you want to really try to build the skills of each movement and have that mentality versus like, I just want to add like weight on the bar. I want to do, you know, this, this, and this next. Like the, the main thing you should keep in mind is that less is more. Okay. You, if you are a beginner, you are not going to need much of a stimulus um, to see these changes happen. Okay. So what I usually recommend for beginners is one to two full body workouts per week. Right. And that might not seem like a lot. And and a big mistake I see people doing is, you know, they're they're motivated, right? They want to go to the gym six days a week and they want to cut all their calories. And it's like, no, like less is more. You want to do the least amount you can do while still seeing change because that that leaves a ton of room to progress your workouts, right? So, okay, two, one to two full body workouts per week. What does that look like? So I kind of touched on this in the beginning about how you want to incorporate those fundamental human movement patterns. So like squatting, right? We all should be able to squat, Um, hinging, deadlifting. We all should be able to pick something up off the floor, Uh, pressing, right? Pushing something, grabbing something overhead, pulling. We want to use our back muscles, right? Um, 
So, okay, what that would look like. A squat. This doesn't need to be a barbell squat. This could be a goblet squat. This could be just a regular body weight squat, right? This will depend on where you're at in your journey. If you have a really nice squat, if you feel really confident with that, okay, maybe we can add a little bit of weight. Maybe we hold a, a dumbbell, right, for in, in the goblet position or whatever, right? So that is just an example. And maybe you're doing, I would start with two sets, Seriously, two sets will give you a really good stimulus, even like one to two if you're a super beginner, okay? And then, all right, we want some sort of hinge movement. So a deadlift, maybe you're doing just a basic body weight hinge. Maybe you can hold some light weights. Maybe you're doing a dumbbell Romanian deadlift, right? So you're practicing that hinge pattern. Um, So that's kind of like your two lower body movements here. Now we want an upper body press and a pull. So maybe you're doing a shoulder press. Okay. Maybe that's just with really light weights in the beginning. Maybe you're doing uh, maybe you're laying flat on the, on the bench and you're doing a dumbbell bench press, or maybe you're working towards um, pushups. Maybe you're doing some incline pushups, right? Again, I would keep these to one to two sets. Generally, I would say you could you might be able to get away with two to three for the upper body. Um, but that again, that just depends on the person. Next, we want to work your back. We want to pull, okay? And I would say for most people, just because we sit on our phones all day, right, our shoulders are hunched forward, maybe do a little bit more pulling at first um, just to kind of balance that out and and help that uh, postural um you know, adaptation. So maybe you're doing a single arm dumbbell row where you're supported on the bench, right? Um, or you're doing a lat pull down with a cable machine, something like that. And then from there, we really think that training your grip strength is super important. So we want something like a farmer's carry in there. Okay. So this is where you're just holding two dumbbells at your size and you're literally just walking, trying to maintain really good posture, right? You're going for X amount of time or X amount of distance. Okay. And then from there, maybe a core movement because, you know, we need to train the core as well. So maybe you're just starting with a basic plank. You're trying to perfect the form there. So really right there, that is a pretty good beginner basic program. And then from there, you can structure that, you know, if you are doing a second workout, like you can, you can mix and match, uh, okay, I'm going to do this press variation or this squat variation. Maybe you're doing a single leg squat variation for the next workout or something like that. Did I miss anything? Think that was pretty good no, way to break it down. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So, so that's an example of how we would set up, you know, or how you might want to set up your own beginner program. If you, you know, if you don't have access to access to a trainer or a program and you want to do it yourself. Yeah. Um, and I will say a program, even if it's found online and not specific at all um, to your individual goals, will almost always be more beneficial physically towards your goals than a group fitness class. But I do want to talk about really quick the benefits of a group fitness class to a beginner. That yeah. way my triggered people, we can all feel better, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I I still teach cycling because I love it. I feel like a DJ on the bike, right? And I think one of the a couple of the main benefits to going to a group fitness classes um, are accountability and community. So if you're someone who is not going to do it on your own, you're not going to work out by yourself. You're just not. And you don't have access to a trainer, whether cost, availability, maybe all the trainers around you suck, whatever it is. <laughs> but you can get to a class, really that one. do it, right? Like, <laughs> get to the class, 
build that community, enjoy it if you like it and it feels good and you're not doing it to like punish yourself and you're not like doing it to enjoy like sweating and and dying and passing out, right? Then it's a different story, right? But what I can tell you with my personal training clients who slow down and use an individualized program with progressive overload, compound movements each week, saw way more progress than any of my group fitness classes clients did over the last 15 plus years. They're just saying skinny fat. Yeah. And my group fitness people tend to become addicted to intensity, hardcore sweating, soreness, and cardio, right? And you, if you, I bet you're feeling me right now, if you're one of these people, right? We love that stuff, but all of those things are not good for long-term progress. So we need to like take a step back, slow down and and get a structured program. Anyway, back to intermediate. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, intermediate at this stage, you're basically like you've, you've gotten down or you kind of perfected or almost perfected the the skills of each movement. And again, like for the beginners, that's how I would recommend approaching um, your training um, is to just basically try to perfect your technique in each of the movements, right? That we're doing. So an intermediate program here is where you want to get a little bit more specific. So you're really good at, you know, your squats, your deadlifts, and there's always going to be, um, you know, refining of the technique as you go, right? Like you don't have to be like this perfect squatter or deadlifter or whatever. Like your form doesn't need to be absolutely perfect every single time. Um, it's going to always be refining and, and, and progressing. Right. So, but now you're at a stage where you're confident with those movements and you want to make your goals a little bit more individualized, Um, and more specific to, you know, whatever strength and skill you're looking to do. So here, it's not necessarily about the amount of days, but it's more about, again, how we're advancing your strength and your skills. And that is going to look different for each person, right? Now, if you don't have a specific strength goal or skill goal, you can, you can probably program this, you know, maybe on your own and, and continue to, to structure it, um, like how we're going to describe. And, and as long as you're progressing it somehow, you will see results. Um, but for our clients, this is the, typically the person that we work with, they're in that intermediate stage. Um, They're either beginner with some experience or intermediate with years um, of some sort of exercise or training, but they're not doing the things that work for them or get them over these plateaus. Because that's what you're going to see going from the beginner to the intermediate stage is that you're like, okay, I'm doing these, these movements, but I don't really know how to progress it. And you're probably seeing those diminishing returns, right? You've gone through the, the beginner gains phase, right? So you have been seeing all these adaptations, but now we need to really work on how to progress from here. Okay. So really quickly, like how to structure it. This could be, you can add in more days of training. That's fine. I don't think it's actually necessary. We actually like to help people not train as much because people are busy and it's just less stress overall, you know, in context of, you know, all the other stresses in your daily life. So you could still be training two to three times a week. It's just the workouts may need to be uh, structured a little bit differently. They might need to have more volume. They might need to have, you know, maybe we're adding in some tempo work. Maybe we're adding in different variations of these squats that are that are new and that are a little bit harder for you. Um, 
you know, a, a lot of my clients, I will say they do like to add in that fourth day. So what that could look like is maybe two upper body days, two lower body days. And now we're doing some more isolated, um, you know, accessory work. Um, and actually just a side note, we have a blog on this. We can drop that in the notes. Um, if, if you do want to read it, um, our two favorite training splits basically. Um, so yeah, from here, again, I'm not going to go into a basic, you know, like a whole workout for you guys. You can read the article, but it'll, it'll look very similar as in you are prioritize, prioritizing those compound lifts. So like your squats, your deadlifts, your presses, your rows, your pull-ups. So it, those are, you know, more of at the beginning of your workout, right? Um, and then from there, maybe you're doing some accessory work where we're focusing on bringing up imbalances. I think that is also very key to this intermediate program is that now we're realizing, okay, what are your, what are your limitations in the squat or, um, your press? Like maybe we need to do some more specific mobility work, right? Which mobility work is strength work. You guys, it's not just a bunch of, bunch of stretching and being bored. Like it will provide that same strength training stimulus. Um, so again, that's just an example like that is, is where I think intermediate programs, they need to get a little bit more individualized. Okay. If you want to continue to see these results. And I will say that you can find programs online and they're some are like really structured really well, but when it comes to like continuing that progress, it's like, okay, well, you know, let's say you have a specific skill that you want to achieve, like you're probably not going to be able to find a program for that. It's when you really want to work with someone who can, you know, see you see your strength and your limitations and then progress that for you. It's just way easier to do that. So yeah, and that I guess I was going to touch on when you were earlier when you were talking about yeah. Um, you were basically giving an example of the diminishing returns thing, right? right? So like a lot of people, a lot of clients, like we were talking, she was talking about how a lot of our clients come to us in this kind of either intermediate stage or like, I don't know, beginner, beginner three, if you will, like going into intermediate stage yeah. and they're experiencing some of this diminishing returns. And the thing is that in order to get stronger or see more results, you're always going to have to do more, but we as humans have a limited amount of time to do more, right? And so this is where we hone in on your program and yeah. your individual things, your weaknesses, your imbalances, your issues that are holding you back. And we say, instead of adding three sets and 20 pounds every week, you know, yeah. we're going to fix the little problems so that you see these, these big returns in your strength. And we're going to find other ways to progress you other than just the weight on the bar. Yeah. Whether like, that's tempo, you know, et cetera. Yeah. Like you almost have to do that because think of it like this, you guys, like if you are progressing, like, yes, progressive overload is so important, but that is not just adding weight on the bar. Because if you did that, you would be literally squatting like 5,000 pounds. Like no one can do that. Okay. So you have to figure out other ways to do it. Maybe less rest periods, more sets, less sets. You know, a lot of times you hardcore fitness people, we need to do less. And then you start to see more results. Um, tempo work is huge or 
even progressing is just getting better at the movement. Like I said, like treat these movements like they're skills versus like, I just want to grow my ass. Like, yes, you will grow your ass. I promise (laughs) you're going to get some booty gains from those squats. But if your squats look like shit and you're training through a really shitty range of motion, you're not getting down low enough, your ass isn't going to grow. So you need to kind of shift your mindset around this in order to see the results that you want. And I just want to touch on For those of you who are like, I don't give a flying fuck about getting stronger. I just want to look good. Well, guess what? You are going to look the best if you train these movements properly and you are on a proper program. You cannot achieve the body composition that you're looking for without the training component. Okay. You know, I don't care if you're thinking of it as toning, which is not a thing. But what you mean is building muscle and burning body fat. You won't be able to do this if your program is not on point. Okay. So there's my rant about the nutrition part. Can I get an amen or a yes queen? (laughs) Both. Let's go with both. All right. We're going to move on to talking about advanced. Um, We don't have a lot of lifters in this category. Typically, um, we have a couple, but um, most people stay in the intermediate for years, right? That's that's where a lot of people are and they may think they're advanced, (laughs) but they're not. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit about advanced programming and the difference here. So typically with people who um, are in the, in the advanced stage, a lot of times they think they need more, but they may need to train less than they think because the workouts are more intense and it may take more time to recover. So typically at the stage, especially for people who are competitive, right? A lot of times when you, and you don't have to be competitive to be an advanced lifter, but if you are competitive um, or you're working on perfecting things and building up, you know, those small issues while continuing, um, to, to get stronger. What you're really doing now is you're balancing the fatigue work relationship. So in training as an advanced lifter or athlete, you have to remember that your goal is to train as much as you can while also balancing fatigue and recovery. So you're going to have weeks where you're not feeling strong. And that's probably good because what you're doing is building your fatigue and it's catching up to your recovery, which is the goal. And this is typically where we throw in something called a deload or a big program adjustment comms or something so that you can deload and then super compensate instead of overtrain. So this happens a lot with competitive lifters, right? This is kind of how we program mesocycles and meat prep and things like that. But also very advanced recreational lifters will also enjoy testing their progress every once in a while. And they'll benefit from the understanding of this whole process that you're not going to have PRs every week, right? You're going to be doing the same consistent lifts with specific rep ranges and rest periods to try to optimize your work while also balancing that fatigue and recovery time and then doing the accessory work to bring up weaknesses and issues. Yeah, I honestly, I really think that the longer that you have been training, the less you're going to need to do, especially when you're in, in, in this advanced stage, you will probably cause yourself to overtrain if you're training six days a week and you're trying to achieve these like feats of strength or, you know, all these skills that you want to do. Right. Um, so it's just a, you know, it's almost like a mentality shift. Like you're going from beginner and you're doing like one workout a week and then you're like, okay, I can handle more. And maybe you need a little bit more volume to see that progress. But now it's like, do I do even more when I'm advanced? No, I would, I would definitely argue against that. And granted, like these, these categories, like the beginner, intermediate, advanced, like they're, yes, they're labels for the sake of, you know, describing what we're talking about in this podcast, but you don't have to like label yourself as one or the other. You just, you know, have 
a, a sense of where you're at in your training, right? Yeah, we usually take into account training history um, and the length of training history as well as like the frequency of lifting, yeah. et cetera, when we're working with a new client. But that doesn't necessarily, we don't label people beginner, intermediate, yeah. advanced, right? Like <laughs> this is just for understanding. I've had so many clients who like they've never touched a weight in their life they've never done a squat they've never done any type of resistance training and then they're like squat form is beautiful and they're just like really strong and i'm like oh okay well i guess we can progress <laughs> a lot faster even though you don't necessarily need to again if you're in that beginner stage like less is more but some some people like everything is just so individual right but generally the longer that you have been resistance training the less you will need to maintain. Like I've actually seen so many people like, oh my God, I'm gonna lose all my gains if I take a week off. And just because they have it as such a consistent part of their daily life, I can probably tell you with 99% um, like accuracy, maybe, I don't know if that's the right way to say this, that you will probably see better progress if you do take a week off here and there because you're so consistent with it and you probably love training that you're probably overdoing it a little bit, even though, I would say the mental effects of maybe overdoing it outweigh the, the physical effects, right? Because you're just, you enjoy it and you're happy doing it. But if you do go on a vacation, you take a week off, like you'll probably see way better progress <laughs> in the gym after that. So it's just, again, everything is just so individualized. Like that's why we always recommend hiring a coach. We know it's not feasible for everyone, but find a good program that basically is structured around what we talked about here today. Um, because in the in the end, the thing that keeps you consistent is the most important thing anyways. But for our lifters here, or, you know, our, the, the fitness enthusiasts listening to this and generally where our clients are at, they want to see more results. They want to achieve these goals, which is really fucking cool because your life is going to be better. Anyways, you're going to feel better. You're going to look better. And it's just really fun to have those, those goals in the gym because, Personally, I think it's it's better to have the the gym goals versus like I just want to look a certain way because you will look that way if you train right and shifting your mindset to what can I accomplish in the gym like what am I training towards you're going to look and feel better and just be healthier overall physically and mentally. Yeah. And there is research behind people who work out for the intrinsic value and benefits yes. are way more consistent than the people who are searching for that extrinsic validation that, you know, that weight loss that, you know, those kind of things. If you don't know what both of those words mean, go look it up on Google. <laughs> I think we have a blog on it. Oh, we do? I think it was like a yeah. New Year's resolution one. I don't yeah. know. I'll look it up. I'll put it in the show notes if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, if you're doing it for yourself and your your own health, like without giving a shit about what other people think, you're going to see way better results over yes. time. You're going to be more consistent. And then in the end, you're going to look better anyway. So yeah, like it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I know I touched on this in a previous podcast, but it's like once I started shifting my goals with training to more like skill based and not really like focusing on like how I look like my aesthetic like blah 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 how much muscle it's like I look I've looked way better than I've ever looked <laughs> and it's like who gives a shit about what the scale says like a hundred uh, like I'm around 125 pounds now this is just a you know fun example my 125 pounds like two years ago was way flabbier and looked way different so it's just so funny like how we get caught up in these these artificial like things but it, if you really make your goals and training around something that you can progress towards versus just like I want to look this way 
you will see fantastic results. I can promise you that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Cool. I think we're ready to wrap this up. So um, if you like this podcast, we would absolutely love it if you would give us, if you would rate us and give us a review um, and share with your friends. That's probably the most beneficial do thing. Yeah. Um, and we will be back here every week to give you a little bit more uh, ranting yeah. and fitness information and all the a little science, a little life. ranting and a lot of industry experience. And That's then, what it is. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram at Barpath Fitness. I think we're on TikTok. We do some of the TikToks. And also, if you want to join our super exclusive Facebook group, if you're on Facebook, it is called Stronger Than Your Boyfriend. So request to join. We're giving out really exclusive content in there and we're hoping to build that community um, you know, each day. So yeah, we'd love to have you. All right. See you next week, friends. <laughs>